Welcome to Hattrick City on WXCI 91.7, Danbury's only all-hockey radio show. Uh, I know that some in our audience don't know the finer points of hockey. You want me to dummy you again? Hattricks, baby! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Hattrick City here on WXCI 91.7 FM and streaming online at WXCI.org, live here from the Midtown Student Center at Western Connecticut State University, or alternatively, you're hearing us on one of our podcasting platforms. You can stream us. You can stream us everywhere, and that's what you may be doing right now. You probably are, as a matter of fact. Exactly. I'm DJ Patty Cake, by the way. We got DJ, DJ Uncle Matt. Matt. There you go. So we got a few things to talk about. I want to start off with talking about the playoffs in the NHL. Um, the NHL playoffs. The not, NHL playoffs. Not the Federal League playoffs. We, we're going to get into that. We're going to get want, into it. I want I to promise. Briefly, promise. I want to briefly mention, though, just last night, at the time of recording this, this was last night, the Game 5, Islanders-Canes forced Game 6. So that that's making me <laughs> Nice to happy. see the Islanders yeah. force a Game 6, especially he was on the road, right? It was on the road. Yeah. It was in Carolina. Um, we were able to lead up one nothing after the first period, which we have not had a lead in the first period in a playoff game in 25 postseason games. Nothing like playoff hockey, especially in the NHL. But um, you know, when it when it you know when the loser goes home, there's a lot of intensity and there's a lot of action out there that makes it entertaining. Exactly, and you know, tonight we have, I believe it's Bruins and Panthers, and then. Avs and Kraken, mm-hmm. so Bruins might be able to take it tonight, and then we'll see who gets the series lead. And I don't want to say what my prediction is, but there's a prediction I saw today that might come true, and it could be the Devils and the Kraken in the finals, which would be really interesting, I think. I'd actually like to see that. I would love to see it. I personally would. And then to kind of diverge into Fed playoffs, we're we're set to go against Binghamton uh, ne- this weekend, and... Carolina swept Port Huron, and Columbus also swept Motor City. All series were all, there was no third game played. It was all in two games. Yep, across the league. So it was uh, pretty much what what we thought it would be, a little bit more of a formality um, than an actual competition. I think um, great to see the Hattricks come back in both games after having the first goals scored against them um yeah friday and saturday night uh it's good to see a team like that find their composure and then just take over the game i think that i think that that level of composure uh you know it's 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 an element that that lends itself to winning so uh gonna be interesting to see uh, how we carry that momentum going forward and then you know just around the league i think i think you saw things that were expected right columbus has been great all season uh, there was some talk about maybe Motor City being a little bit of a dark horse. It didn't come to pass. Although um, I think there were some competitive games there. I mean, it was like only a it was only a three nothing game and two to one game. Yeah, two well, to, the, the first one was a two to one game in Motor City, and then I believe the game that won it for Columbus was at home seven two. So it was a big blowout. It was a seven two game. Yeah, here. Yep, seven two. Oh wow, yeah. So it so it was a pretty wide margin there, and it was the same thing with us in El- Elmira, right? I mean, I think we had did we have seven both times. Yep. 
It was a 7-2 on Friday, followed by a 7-1 at home on Saturday. So we outscored them 14-3 to in the playoffs. Um, again, uh, you know, if you have a five-team division and four teams uh, make the playoffs in each division, the, the games are going to be a bit predictable. Um, and I think you know anybody would call this. And now we're down really to the nitty-gritty uh, of of the remaining teams, and you have uh, the Danbury Hattricks and the Binghamton Black Bears, the Carolina Thunderbirds, and the Columbus River Dragons just kind of rounding it out here. Um, we saw pretty even action at times uh, with some of these teams. We, we dominated Binghamton in a lot of games, but they did steal two from us this season. They did. Um, so, it, again... Uh, if anybody in the division could compete with us, it is Binghamton. They were in second place. Uh, However, I'm going to argue it should have only been one based off of that overturned goal that shouldn't have happened. The net was way off. Yeah. I mean, it was literally being shot on while it was sideways behind the goalie, and they called it a goal. Uh, again, it's it, it, that's consistent with the inconsistent officiating we've seen throughout the league. Uh, pretty much all season, and it's it's hard to see uh, it's hard to see games like that happen where the goal was off. But there it is. Yeah, and then you know to talk about last weekend. I know we we pretty much swept them, but Matt and I were able to go on the road and you know see this team kind of work through their morning skate that day, that Friday, and just the inner workings i was able to work the camera for the live stream we had of which we'll also be doing again in binghamton so you guys can go on the hatricks youtube page yeah you can watch the game on the danbury hatricks youtube page this week uh the friday night away game will be on uh the danbury youtube page so check it out and there's also going to be a viewing party at the asterix lounge i believe yes that's also happening so if you if you can't make it down to the asterix lounge you can tune in on our youtube page at home Exactly. And, you know, last weekend also Matt's, you know, dream question, essentially, the, the question that we have been asking now came into reality. Um, take us through. I know that was that was like your dream. Well, I, right there. I just want to well, just <laughs> to work it up like I, I uh, to work up to it. You know, I did way more on the bench in this game uh, in Elmira just kind of as the fake stick boy um, that than I did in any other game. Uh, there was a lot of broken sticks. There was a lot of chatter on the bench uh, among the guys and uh, kind of a lot of synchronizing uh, at points. And uh, it was sensory overload at some points. And I worked up a hell of an appetite. <laughs> and um, that we were in a party, uh, uh, a travel party with the Danbury Hatricks. It was close to 30 people. It was 27 total people yeah. and uh, when we got off the bus after the game to approach the McDonald's in Elmira essentially the manager ran and locked the door on us so we weren't really able to get inside um, I didn't even get off the bus at that point because yeah. uh, I saw guys turning backward um, so we were forced to go to a gas station and and kind of pick I don't even know I think I came out with a Pepsi, uh, a Tabasco Slim Jim, which uh, is like my go-to snack, and I think that was it, man. I really. What did you come out with, Pat? 
Uh, the whole bunch of garbage. I mean, some gushers. Oh well, I bought those pre-dating the trip, but okay. um, I came out with these turtle brownies. So it was like a caramel brownie with like peanuts on it or whatever. Um, Hershey pretzels, pepperoni pizza combos, Ooh. a Butterfinger, and then a strawberry banana uh, naked juice. You get the appetite of a dumpster, dude. I know. I I was just kind of like, well, I'm just gonna eat a bunch of junk one night, <laughs> and then that'll probably put me to sleep. But I mean. It was nice to see, though. I was like, "Wow, Matt! Matt really manifested the idea of <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> what's, your, what's your favorite thing?" And then you got to kind of see it all come across. We, we've said it before. It's, it's like these fully stocked gas stations—they're like a sight for sore eyes, you know. Sometimes when there's nothing else to eat, so it it, it worked out well. Thanks for that gas station, Elmira. <laughs> and you know, maybe we'll run into one in Binghamton. We don't know, but we do know. We've got a nice two-game set coming up. First in Binghamton, though, on Friday, I believe it's a 7 o'clock game. Bit of an early one. So I think they're both at 7. So, you know, at at their barn, I think we've won, what, two or three times there, I believe, overall. Um, the, the latest one, I think the last time we played in their barn, we won that last second goal. I think it was 4-3 to three, or 3-2, three to two, one of those with, you know, 4.2 seconds left. So, you know, we we're able to just play right till that buzzer if we if it really comes down to it hopefully not knock on wood here but um what are your thoughts on this series coming up considering that this is going to be probably one of the more like hard-working series of this playoff series you know so we've we've seen binghamton i think it looks like we played them six times this year we beat them four times yeah four and two overall um they beat us most recently back on January 27th, and they also beat us on the 21st. So there were those two games in January where they stole one from us, and uh, there was that four seconds there in February where we stole one from them. Uh, so um, again, it's been a it's been a battle with Binghamton. You know, we we've found. An opponent, like I said, that our fans can come to their house and their fans can come to our rink, and uh, there's there's tension and there's drama, and I think that this is going to be what we've waited all season for, which was to have this intense kind of uh, showdown with the other team in the division, and the loser goes home. And I think that the guys have just been great. Uh, as a group, these guys are very few things that they're taking for granted right now, and I think um, I think we have a lot of humble guys that that also really approach the game honestly. And uh, you know, just being around them the last couple of weeks, um, it 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 really shows. And I think with what we've done all season, this this should be our series. It's it's going to be tough. Binghamton's got a talented team. They got better. A lot of people don't remember they traded for Ian White's rights late in the season. Mm. And by rights, they could have a guy who played 500 NHL games. As far as I know, his rights are still with Motor City. Uh, But pardon me, as far as I know, his rights are still with uh, Binghamton. Mm. And, you know, you make that happen. There could be a guy with 500 NHL games played playing for them. So, 
uh, that's not going to happen, but it could be a really competitive series just the same. And then, you know, we're also going on the road for this one too, so you'll see coverage on our Hattrick City pages for that. But I also want to mention, um, ever since I've known Matt, like, you know, coming into this season and some of the trips he's taken, I, I've always seen about in Binghamton the, the chicken speedy. That's yeah. like the special. Yeah, I've man. never had one. It's awesome, dude. So what is it exactly? It is marinated chicken chunks um, that basically take their name from the chicken spiadini that, I mean, it's it's kind of an authentic thing, but probably not. It's something you could order at the Olive Garden. It's like a chunks of chicken with a sphere, sphere gone through it, Yeah. you know, and, and um, in Binghamton, it's famously put on a sandwich. And there's a special sauce called the Speedy Sauce that, um, you know, you, you dab on it or whatnot. I honestly didn't get enough the last time I had it. So I think my next my next shot I'll be putting double the Speedy Sauce on it. So uh, I'm looking forward to it, dude. So, yeah, what's the recommended spot for those when we go up? Lupo's Speedies is um, the spot. So we'll have to get a ride over there, or in the arena they sell the sandwiches, and I had one there the last time. It was actually a good size it's sandwich. Okay. So yeah, I think we would check that out. Um, you know, I, I don't know what else is out there in this league in terms of food. If you listen to the podcast, and there's some food that we need to try, like in Elmira or Watertown, or if we make it down south, let us know. And with that being said. Stay tuned for our amazing interview with Brandon Daigle. Amazing. This is Danbury Hattrick's head coach, Billy McCreary, and you're listening to Hattrick City Radio on WXCI 91.7 FM. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Hattrick City. I'm your host, DJ Patty Cake, as always, joined by DJ Uncle Matt in the studio. Today we got Brandon Daigle, the brand new college recruit. Brandon, how are we doing today? Uh, doing good. Thanks for having me, guys. Of course. Thanks for coming in and... Um, you know, tell us how it's been, you know, in your first few weeks here in Danbury. Yeah, it's been great. Uh, you know, ever since day one, uh, the guys, you know, they're all they're all very welcoming, uh, helping me uh, acclimate to, you know, to pro hockey uh, for my first time. And uh, the whole organization has been great, the town, the fans, um, and I'm just happy to be here. Yeah, it seems like it worked out for you. You've made it on your first podcast before you've gotten into your first professional game. So this is a... Kind of a treat, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Why don't you take us through just a little bit of your journey to get here, you know, where it looks like you've played most of your career in, in Maine, uh, where you're from. Um, take us through your, your kind of your journey here. Yeah, you know, uh, growing up, hockey was obviously a huge part of my life. Um, played high school hockey and then didn't really know a whole lot about the, the junior hockey world. Uh, wasn't too big of a thing uh, from where I was, um, but I knew I wanted to keep playing after high school and didn't want to go right to college, uh, so got hooked up with the local junior team in the NA3 and uh, spent a couple of years there. Uh, where did you guys play out of? Uh, so we played out of the Biddeford Ice Arena right in my hometown. Oh, wow. Um, Portland, Maine area. Yeah, about uh, 10 minutes from Portland. Um, so, and then... I en ended up going to Seacoast Spartans in New Hampshire for my third year junior. Uh, my coach there is the one that, that got me to college, went to King's College for four years. Is that out of Portsmouth? Uh, yeah, they're in um, Exeter, New Hampshire, okay. so not too far away. Yeah, yeah, the rink in Exeter, yeah. 
Uh, and then, uh, so I spent four years at Kings, um, you know, got a lot of playing time there, uh, which was good. Um, and then kind of with COVID got, got, got a whole year that I missed, uh, junior year. Um, got it back, huh? Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't really want to, felt like I kind of got, you know, missed out on a year of playing. Where's King Scranton? Uh, we're in Wilkes-Barre, PA. Yeah. yeah, Right next door to Scranton. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I wanted to get that year back, uh, and went through the process, you know, entering the transfer portal because, uh, Kings didn't have, uh, any grad programs for, for my major. Um, so I went to a first year program at Alverna University. Um, which and, is in Reading, Pennsylvania. Correct. And, uh, had a great time there, you know, uh, school, school treated us really, really well, which is good. Um, and then, uh, kind of ended up here. So just to backtrack though, how did you, how did you kind of decide on Kings? Was that, were they mostly the only school recruiting you or how, how does it kind of work when you're, when you're in that situation for you? Uh, yeah, so I didn't, you know, I didn't necessarily have, have any school I wanted to choose from. Um, I had a few other options, uh, you know, Buffalo state was interested in, you know, having me come in as like a third string and then work my way up. Uh, but they were, you know, eight or 10 hours from home. So that wasn't too appealing to me. Um, and my, my coach and juniors had, had played with the coach at, uh, at Kings and, and he reached out and just kind of laid everything out for me. And I think, you know, his offer was, was kind of the, the most appealing. So, um, I got pretty lucky there, you know, when I got there freshman year, I played 19 out of 25 games. So I think that was, that was good to help me, you know, get adjusted to, to the college level. Wow. So it, it, that's kind of a far trek too to go from kind of Maine to to PA when you never really you didn't really play too much outside of New England uh I guess right yeah so it was uh probably you know it took me about six six and a half hours uh from home there and uh like you said I, I'd always been pretty close I'm I don't know if I'd say I'm a homebody but I'm very close with my family so that definitely you know factored into the into the decision but they're very supportive and and I think once I got there, um, you know, all the guys on the team were great, and it, it kind of felt like home, so so that was good. So how did you actually – we usually ask the guys this. How did you actually end up here in Danbury? What was your connection? Uh, yeah, so I, I knew I wanted to play wanted to play pro after and at least give it a try, kind of get my feet wet. Um, and I had uh, one of my roommates actually from Kings. Uh, his brother uh, works for an agency, and he uh, – he reached out, made some phone calls, and a few days later, he, you know, he told me that that Dan Barry was looking for another goalie. So uh, I figured it worked out. It was, you know, one of the closest teams to home, uh, which was nice just for the rest of the year. So that's kind of how that went. How's it been working with Voidy? I guess you know the the last couple of months. I guess that is. A, how long have you been here? A month? Uh, probably about six weeks now. Yeah, getting yeah. to be close to like two months. You yeah. Know? What's it been working with him? Yeah, Voidy's great. Um, you know, kind of getting in, I didn't didn't really know what to expect, um, and he's actually helped me a lot. We work pretty much every day after practice. We'll he'll, he'll come over and and we'll do some stuff on the side. Um, and I feel like since I've been here, I've I've actually, you know, we've made some changes. I think that were that were kind of necessary coming from college, where I was kind of in a spot where I had to, um, you know, I was on a team that wasn't, you know, not necessarily winning all our games. So we were kind of getting peppered every night. Um, but he's kind of changed my style a little bit to something that's 
a little bit more um, conservative, if you want to call it that. Um, but we've done a lot of work, and I really like like what he's doing here, and and he puts a lot of time into me. So that's pretty cool. What were you studying in college mainly? Uh, for my undergrad, when I was at King's, I did uh, I was a marketing major, and then when I transferred to Alvernia, um, working on my MBA currently still. And then you know, with that, I know we kind of talked about this, you know, off mic, but you know, you're saying you wanted to go into sports, hopefully. Yeah, I think uh, you know, like I said, hockey's always been a big part of my life, but uh, I've played other sports. I played baseball my whole life. Um, what position are you playing baseball? Uh, kind of all over my, you know, I'd say my favorite position or my main position was first base being you look like a first base being taller yeah yeah, yeah. um and then i got the flexibility of a goalie so i think it kind of kind of worked out but you ever play on that field up in bangor that like stephen king put the money into no i haven't actually but you know which one i'm talking about yeah it's it's a nice one downtown that well it's right around downtown bangor kind of right you know really cool and you mentioned that you had also played football growing up yeah i did a couple of years when i was uh well, it was Pee Wee football, so I must have been probably, you know, eight or nine years old. Um, what position were you playing then? I wish I could tell you, honestly. <laughs> I, I don't even remember. I don't even Back know. in those days, it's like no position, right? You just kind of run after each yeah, other. Yeah, you, you got a quarterback, I guess, and everybody else just tackles Locks, each other, right? Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, so, you know, something that I always wanted to ask, like a true New Englander, because you're really kind of from the heart of New England uh, if you ask me, you know, I think it, I think it's like those places in Maine and, and those places in, um, you know, New Hampshire and stuff like that, that are, that are really kind of down home, you know, kind of away from Boston and stuff like that. I, I always had this theory that New England could have two NHL teams. And I wanted to ask a real New Englander, like, how would you feel if you had grown up with the Whalers still existing and like being the opponent of the Bruins, do you think it would have made things, I don't know, a little more interesting? Yeah, I think that's interesting you bring that up. Um, the first thing that comes to mind, I think, is kind of might be the same or a similar rivalry to like Devils Rangers. Yeah. You know, being so close. Um, I think there definitely is is room for another NHL team, you know, around. Obviously now with the expansion, I don't think they're going to add another team. But it probably would never come back to Hartford, unfortunately, which yeah. would probably be the only place it would make sense. Um are you a big Bruins fan? Yeah, uh, huge Bruins fan. <laughs> Always have been, uh, and this is a great year to be to be a Bruins fan. So, <laughs> I was. We were saying off air how we were surprised that they even lost one game in the series. With I was. Um, no, I uh, was too. With Florida, yeah, I thought that would have been a quick sweep, but um, it wasn't. And it's still going to go down tonight. What's your prediction? Uh, are you a bit of a gambler? Are you? What's that? Are you a bit of a gambler? Yeah, I am. I uh, okay. <laughs> I enjoy the sports betting. Okay, um, what, do you, what do you got here? I don't know. I think, you know, coming back on home ice, I think they'd like to win it at home and, and not have to deal with that and then get some rest. So uh, let's go Bruins 4-1. Wow. Bold prediction. Pretty bold. Um, I, I just want to mention this real quick, just the Islanders last night. I don't know if you got to catch that, Matt. I didn't get to catch much of it. Uh, it was actually – the game was actually playing on somebody's phone on the bench during my beer league hockey game last night. And I, I did see them get ahead uh, right before we got on the ice. Uh, Barzell uh, scored a goal. Yeah. So that was cool. Um, what can you say? You know what I mean? The, the Islanders are hanging in against a tough Hurricanes team. I think the funniest thing is that they have each team has a player named Sebastian Ajo. Yeah. 
And I was listening on um, radio, uh, Hofstra Radio, WHRU. Uh, shout out to everybody out there. Uh, Chris King doing the call is like the Isle Sebastian Ajo, the Kane Sebastian Ajo. Oh yeah, he yeah, so back and forth. The Isles Ajo, did, uh, the Canes Ajo. Did you see they actually both got a penalty at the same time? I saw that. That yeah. was amazing. Penalty on Sebastian Ajo. Which is, I I I think that that's really cool. Like how this is just there's funny things happen in the NHL all the time, you know. Um, yeah, but and, but it was nice to, it's nice to see all three teams in the playoffs right now. I mean that's that's kind of like what it was like, a little bit when I was a kid. Like you know the. The Devils kind of picked up. Well, the Islanders were still going to the playoffs and stuff in the early '90s. They had a couple of playoff bursts. We were just talking about that, but um, you know, then the Devils and the Rangers. So the the, the Rangers won the Cup in '94, and followed by uh, the Devils winning the Cup in '95. And around that time, they were all made the playoffs. That Rangers Cup, all three teams were in the playoffs. I'm pretty sure the Rangers beat the crap out of the Islanders in the first round. I think it was a clean sweep, but they were in the playoffs. And the Islanders went on a drought for a while after that where they were pretty irrelevant. You know, it was like every 10 years they were good after that. But um, anyway, it's 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 fun to, fun to watch uh, the NHL during the playoffs um, now, uh, especially considering just, I don't know about you, Pat, like, but especially considering we're, we're like so invested with the Danbury team. Yeah. It's almost like taking a break. Like I can really enjoy the game now because I don't care who wins. Like, uh, I, you know, I, I guess I have my deep down, um, kind of deep down thoughts about which local team I would like to see go all the way here in the NHL. But I, I just think that, like, you know, every weekend we're around these guys, around this team. Uh, Pat and I have taken a number of road trips now. Um, helped out however we could and it's just it there's just so much more of an investment and uh commitment like with when it comes to the Danbury hockey right now that like watching the NHL is like watching an action movie or something like I turn it off and there's no no more investment you know in in what I just saw yeah yeah that's how it feels I kind of feel that way about the Australian hockey no really I've, I've been starting to watch that more and more um some of those teams are, are funky, man. Like, there's this team in Brisbane. They play this the Central Coast Rhinos. They played them, like, twice already. They blew them out, like, the first time 17-zip. Then they just played them again 15-0. <sighs> like, this team is, like, without a doubt, probably going to be, like, the worst team at the end of this season. And I don't know. It, it's cool to watch that. Like, when we came home last weekend from that trip, I was, like – going through my phone and I was like oh there's a game on so I was able to put it on at like 4 in the morning and just watch some random like, yeah. Sydney Bears and some other team but um, that Australian league is just it kind of reminds me of the Fed a little bit just like in terms of like how it, is. it it really is but I mean that and just like you know seeing how the, the pace of it is different a little bit because it's not as like physical as you think it would be it's more about skill but like not like that much skill <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's um it's a pro am league. So you have guys that are getting paid. Uh, I don't even think anybody's getting paid. I think it's just kind of like 
a lot of it is they'll they'll give them like the living and yeah a job. yeah I, I, it's it's kind of like a it's kind of like a pro am without the pro like uh, you know these guys nosy played over there yep and uh you know i i think that there's um ratcliffe too that's got to be right ratcliffe um but just kind of as an import or, or however they however they deem it nosy and matt punterary and casey mignon other guys who played uh in the league so uh I think that uh, it's probably cool to watch. Must remind you of like minor league wrestling or something. There's like the rinks are like small rinks, right? They're all like different sizes. Yeah, they're like different sizes, and most of them are built for like community, like skating. So like they won't have like glass, so they'll just have to put a full thing of netting around. And then like if you see in like some of the cameras, it looks like they like I think some of them play out of like malls, like genuinely. Like you'll see like a like a McDonald's, just like some cafe floating up there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. I get excited in the summertime by the IHF World Championships, um, and I've actually tried to help a few guys who've played in Danbury um, connect with some of those smaller countries. I don't really want to say who because people then kind of wonder what, but it's been over the years, more than one guy. I've tried to help connect uh, with some of those smaller countries that are going to like the Division Two World Championships or the 1As and the... And stuff like that, and I, I, I honestly think that the Fed and the SPHL, if these guys can get over here, or, if, or if some of these countries can identify players from the Fed and the SPHL, they could be more competitive. They may never make it to the to the Olympics, but they could probably be more competitive in in small tournaments and and in their World Championships. And um, you know, there's there's a few guys, uh, probably in this league through their their family's heritage that could qualify. Um, so it, that's something that I hope to see more of, honestly, from the Fed. Obviously, you know, USA and Russia and Finland, they're, they're pretty well covered. But there's other countries out there, smaller countries, um, you know, Mexico and, and Israel and, and, and Puerto Rico is now sanctioned as an uh, IIHF team. Damn and, right. Uh, they're looking at a young prospect named Pat Frenette. Uh, I think he'll, you know, and, I, and I'm going to probably be the stick boy. Um, but, but uh, ultimately, um, uh, yeah, I do think I would love to see more of these Fed guys at least get the opportunity to go to the to the, you know, to be invited to play with some of these countries. Um, you know, um, uh, yeah. So there's 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 that, and. That's what I like to watch. I wish there was a way that they would play that in North America. Um, you know, like they, they play it in Latvia. They play it in, in those countries kind of regularly. But it would be great to see it in like Buffalo and Toronto. You know yeah. what I mean? Or, did, uh, did you see the uh, – they did the, the college games this year. Did you follow that at all? Where was it? Uh, so they did it in, in Lake Placid, um, and it was essentially – they took – for the most part, uh, you know, Division Three, the World College Games, yeah, yeah, yeah. So World I, University yeah, Games, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had some buddies that did that. So that was, you know, I think kind of on the same page where it kind of gets people, you know, playing for their country and gives them an opportunity to play somewhere else. So I think that's that's a good start, definitely. To well, there's 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 definitely guys out there. I mean, probably through some of their, especially nowadays. You know, we we do really have such a diverse kind of. Um, you know, uh, pool of hockey players in the whole world. You know what I mean? We, 
you know, uh, we, we've got a guy on our team who's from Hawaii who, who plays hockey. So it's just one of those things where it's like the sport is growing. There's probably a lot of people in North America that could qualify for some of these, even other countries in Europe, and probably could qualify for those national teams. And it would be good to see guys from the Fed get that opportunity. And I'm working on something that I hope I can get somebody connected with one um, right now. So hopefully I'll have an update on that at some point. But uh, there's a few things going on with that. Anyway, you know, uh, do you watch every night? You a big NHL watcher? Some guys are more into watching. Some guys just kind of pick the games they want to see. Uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely watch all the Bruins games. Um, but, you know, especially from when I was at college, uh, me and my roommates – Pretty much every night, you know, we'd we'd uh, make some dinner and and sit down and just watch watch the slate of NHL games, and you know, it's good to see you know watch the Connor McDavid's and the Austin Matthews and um, what they bring to the game. Uh, and there's you know there's a lot of stuff that that uh, you know minor pro guys, college guys can learn from the NHL level. Um, obviously, it's it's a whole other world, but. You know, there's some, there's some details you can learn, so I think that's that's part of it too. As a, as a student of the game, is it's fun to watch and and just see what they do there. So, you know, so you're in the unique situation. Um, for those listeners who don't know, because be honest, Brandon, some people may not even know you're here because of the of the situation. But Brandon has qualified to be on the playoff roster by virtue of having suited up in five games this season, although he did not get into the game. So he was on the roster and on the bench ready to go. But um, just by the way things, you know, the roll of the dice, it it didn't happen that he got into a game. But so, you know, with that being said, he's been at practice every day. He's gone on all the road trips that I know of. And uh, I I could see him putting in hard work and and being there for when the opportunity is right. Uh, Brandon, what are you going to do in the offseason? Like, what's your plan now? You know, you're you're pretty much, you know, um, you know, at this point, I guess, in the place of the third string goalie. uh, What's your plan for the for the offseason? Well, you know, um, when it does come. Yeah. yeah, hopefully it doesn't come till uh, after next weekend. But uh, <laughs> no, I, I you know I think I'd like to keep playing. Um, and you know Danbury's you know like I said so far it's been a great spot. Um, so we'll see how those conversations go after the year um, as far as where I end up. Uh, but you know kind of after the season take a few weeks off you know get away get the mind right, um, <clears throat> and then just you know get in the gym get working and. I don't think it's too important to skate for for a few months at least, you know, until probably middle to end of summer and then uh, start getting back on the ice and, you know, working the kinks out. Um, but kind of just, you know, see, see, see what my options are out there and kind of go wherever I think will fit me best. Do you work with any particular coaches or anything like that? Uh, yeah, so it's kind of changed. You know, I have my goalie coach back in New Hampshire um, that I go to. He's about He's actually in Exeter where I played for Seacoast. Um, and then, you know, when I was at school, we had our goalie coaches there. So I worked with, with a number of different guys, which I think is, is, is good because they all have different, different ways that they like to teach. Um, and it's actually something I've talked with Voidy about, you know, obviously he doesn't teach the same way as, you know, other guys, uh, but you can kind of pick and choose what you like from them and implement that into your game. So I think that's helped me. That's cool. And it's 
probably do you get into like I, I don't really know if they still kind of have this stuff but do you get into like any type of pro-am skates or anything up there like college guys mixing it up with pros or whatever it is uh is there much of that up there it kind of depends i guess um there's a it's essentially a men's league but it's a lot of college guys and uh you know a guy i know that played in the coast or is still playing in the coast um he'll, he's the one that'll call me if they need a goalie who's that uh brady florent uh, he's he's right from Biddeford, went to high school with him. So uh uh so that's those those are pretty good skates and then uh every once in a while I'll go out with my goalie coach to a skate that he gets the goalies for and this year there was uh a bunch of coast guys and you know, USHL guys. Um so that that was a really good skate and and kinda tests you because it's obviously higher speed than what you're used to, so it's interesting, you know, it's it, it's interesting you talk about um, the different styles in teaching and the different styles in goalie coaching. One one thing that I kind of have come to learn is that um, goalie coaches are very, it's a very specific job, and within that, like, you just need somebody who's obsessed with it, like Voidy is, uh, quite frankly, like, just obsessed with every detail of goaltending and really... Uh, takes a lot of information into consideration uh, in the coaching process. So I think you're you're in the right place for doing what you uh, what you have to do now uh, to be a part of the team. So I think it's a it's a good situation for you. Tell me, um, when when you have been doing the the workouts and stuff like that, you're in practice with guys. Like, how much of it is is um, you know? Uh, an opportunity for you to kind of just see the different speed of pro hockey. Like, have you have you been adjusting to that in practice? Like, is it, has there been times where guys are going as fast as they can to try and score on you? Yeah, I think uh, you know the. I don't know if you want to call it the speed, but just the way the game's played. Uh, when you know when I got here, uh, you know watching. I think it was Watertown was my first weekend. I was really interested. I had never watched a Fed game in my life. Um, so I was interested to see the speed of the game and, and how guys are. And, and I think it's it's not a huge jump in skill necessarily, but I think guys are smarter. Um, they make the right plays. I think, you know, especially our team, we're very structured. Uh, we take pride in that. And it it kind of it makes, it makes the plays a little bit differently, if that makes sense. Um, Whereas college, everything's kind of just go, go, go all the time. Um, so that has an impact on the goalie as far as, you know, the, the where the shots are coming from. So. And you've been you've been finishing up your degree, huh? Yep, I'm uh, doing my MBA online. How long do they say that'll take? Uh, I After this uh, semester, I'll have about 12 credits left. Uh, so probably another, you know, by... Three semesters, maybe? Yeah, probably maybe two, I yeah. think, you know, to, do two classes a semester and then finish that up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. What What's your degree in? Uh, so I'm doing. Uh, it's a MBA program. It's more of a just a general MBA. So we kind of have a broad spectrum of all the all the inputs there. And like at this point, I mean, obviously the semester is probably coming to a close. We're within the last couple of weeks of the semester. But how much of it, um, like, how much time does it take out of the week for you at this point with your casework, your schoolwork? Uh, it's really not uh, not a you know as much time as you might think. Um, one of my classes is uh, like a Zoom Zoom call once a week. 
Um, and then usually just a homework assignment. Uh, so a couple hours for that. And then my other class, uh, all the works usually do on, on like a Sunday. So I'll kind of, you know, it's nice. We have the Sundays off most of the time. So I'll, I'll sit there and, and watch golf and do my homework. So it's not too bad. As far as homework, do you, do you look at a lot of goalie videos online and stuff, study different stuff? What's your, what's your like, what's the thing you look into most? Um, yeah, you know, I honestly try not to, not to take too much from, from especially like you know NHL guys. Um, they're they're a whole different beast, you know. When you get you know those are the best guys in the world, uh, but there definitely is some things you can look at. Um, more their movements, their skating. You know, they're they're really good skaters. Um, <clears throat> so some every once in a while, maybe a drill that I'll I'll pull off them. That's cool. So we, we have a question that uh, we, we started to ask the guys, and we actually experienced it this road trip. So you could probably just get away with telling us what you got. But the, the question is now, uh, you know, you're in the, the middle of the night coming back from a road trip, and you hit the fully stocked gas station uh, for your snacks and food, and what do you come out with? Yeah, well, uh, like you said, this weekend we – we got the full experience there. Um, <laughs> I think uh, me and some other guys, you know, we found some Lunchables, so that that brought me <laughs> that brought me back to to the childhood a little, a little bit. Um, got some Lunchables and uh, some beef jerky, and uh, I think a bag of chips and and a soda, and that that was it. What soda did you get? Root beer, big root beer wow, guy. Wow, big root beer guy, huh? Sweet. And then specifically, what kind of Lunchable? Oh, uh, I got two. I got the the pizzas, uh, so I chef those up on the bus, and then uh, just the ham and cheese uh, sandwiches. Oh, neat, neat, neat. Had I only known, I would have made sure that we got some pizzas, like right at that good little pizzeria that was just kind of across the square there. But we won't be going back to Elmira anytime soon. So lucky for that. We'll have to do chicken speedies this week. Yes, chicken speedies. We got to try and get that. We we've had trouble locating the right vendor if, if there are any vendors in binghamton that want to sell us uh 30 guys worth of chicken speedies uh be in touch with billy mccreary <laughs> <laughs> what you, do you grab yeah. when you go to that coca-cola remix machine oh, i no. i honestly yeah, have been going for the cherry uh i think it's cherry pip that's in there the i don't think pip. they have dr pepper in there so it's like it okay but like it's a cherry pip and then uh yeah, you know, they have they have so many different flavors in there, dude. You yeah, it's mean? it's fun to uh, <laughs> it's fun to kind of go in there and mess around, right? You know, and uh, I don't know. It, sometimes I'll do a root beer and then just throw a little uh, little cream soda in it, yeah. maybe. Oh, that um, sounds good. Or like a like a vanilla coke with vanilla coke. I like you know with something else. So yeah, those are those are fun to play around with. It's 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 like a really good idea that thing. You know what I mean? You just kind of pick whatever flavor you want, and everybody's kind of happy. Right. It's not like you have eight flavors to pick from, and that's it. And then this is bringing me to this now. I'm thinking of, like, at the movies. Does anyone do slushies anymore? Like, still? I haven't had a slushie in a long time, dude. 20 years. (laughs) Uh, I don't know if I can say this. I had a Slurpee recently, I guess. I don't know if I can say it, but I guess in college, a big thing, one of the bars, they had uh, four loco slushies. So those were uh, – those are the only slushies I've had recently. This bar – um, this bar that I used to hang out in Brooklyn, they used to have uh, like alcoholic frosties, you know, like the, okay. the Wendy's frosty, 
and it would be like frozen in a packet and then it would there'd be like moonshine in it or some like weird <laughs> stupid thing and and it was really awesome you know what i mean like that was one of the few times i got into something like that yeah that's interesting like uh so wait like where was this bar at it was called it's called kilo bravo and it's on north 10th off of driggs avenue um it's a pretty cool bar. I brought a bunch of those to Monday Night Football once. I literally brought like 10 of them to Monday Night Football, and I had like two in the parking lot, and I had my buddies have the rest of them. They were awesome. It, was like, it looked like a Yubu or something like that. It was literally, the packaging was like a Wendy's Frosty, like the yellow kind of, well, the, the packaging was like a clear bag, but like the, the sticker was like a, a oh, yellow like, uh, and red yeah. like kind of logo of Wendy's, and it was like, oh, it was, it was really good, dude. That'd be good for Danbury Arena. No, Herm, fix the alcohol selections at the arena. <laughs> um, that that would be a, that'd be something cool for Danbury Arena, like nice slushy alcoholic slushy machine, huh? That'd be neat. big markup in that Herm, big markup. And then you know, I also wanted to point this out, just just kind of for you know shits and giggles. Um, the last player post we had for Robo, like we collabed with the team page, so all the comments were just shitting on the kiosk come on they're <laughs> all like unplug the kiosk the kiosk sucks why would you put it in and i don't know dude i mean i don't know if you got an opinion on those you don't you never really have to use it because they just give you the stuff anyway but. yeah uh no we're lucky with that obviously during the games uh getting something to eat um <clears throat> i can see i can see both sides of it i think i think uh for the food it might not be a bad idea keep some of the lines down i think for the for the alcohol i don't necessarily understand why why they do it for the alcohol um but you know i guess they want to do everything paperless now and, and keep that that way so that's yeah, one way to look at it too and then you know you were you mentioned that you used to actually play some games in elmira not at that rink but you used to play what against elmira college yep <clears throat> yeah so uh I played in the UCHC uh, for five years, um, and Elmira was there for, I believe it was three years, and then they moved uh, to the NEHC. Um, but yeah, so we played at their at their rink, which is not actually sure where it is in relation to the to the uh, Mammoths rink, but uh, they have a separate rink there. Yeah, and then you know you gotta kind of you know see that place kind of in action. Um, what do you really think of the place? I mean, based off of, you know, what you have here in Danbury. Uh it's, you know, it's a really nice rink. They got the the full bowl going around. Um I think uh nothing compares to the fans we have here. Um you know, we get a great showing every game. They're loud, they're passionate. Um didn't necessarily see see all of that there. Um even for a playoff game, which was was a bit uh, shocking, but yeah, Matt just pulled up uh, a nice photo of him with the uh, the slushy that he was referring to, and that's uh, you went to a Jets Mo- game, Moonshine Frosty. Yeah, it was Monday Night Football for the Jets. That's cool. And uh, it was a Moonshine Frosty. It was pretty awesome. Huh. So if you can find that or Herm, that's an idea. Matt, I feel like you got some other ideas brewing. Look at this idea that I had that night at Monday Night Football, huh? It's like a huge potato with beans and cheese on it. That's, <laughs> that's what I made on the grill in the parking lot. After I washed my moonshine, washed it down with a moonshine. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, you know, I 
I think that th- it's been a good thing to see you college guys kind of come in here and, and get a chance to see the pro experience. Last season, if you're following closely, fans, it was uh, Evan Lugo who played a big chunk of this season with the team uh, who got his five or maybe more games in at the end of the season uh, last year. And then Brendan Pepe, who has played the entire season in the Southern Professional Hockey League where he's in the playoffs with the Roanoke Rail Yard Dogs, and he's had a pretty good season. So we, uh, I don't know where they are with their playoffs now, but we wish him and the, that team luck. Uh, does the, like We're on the verge here of a big playoff weekend. Uh, I got, uh, Friday night in Binghamton, it, you know, just the last time we were there between the fan, like the hostile environment that's, you know, between the two different fan bases and uh, both coaches being ejected, I think, the last time we were there. Um, it's 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 great to see Danbury have this type of a rivalry with somebody that's three hours away. You know, something that we come to on this show all the time is where will the new teams in this league be? And, you know, if anybody has an interest in um, joining the Federal Hockey League within the footprint that Danbury and Binghamton play in, this is going to be a great example of what could be in your market uh, this weekend. I think that this could be some of the best hockey we've seen all season, just like it was when Columbus came up and they were in first place. It was dead-even hockey at times. And I think that we're going to see some of that, you know, hopefully not too close. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, I think we're going to see some good rough hockey. There's a little bit of bad blood, um, you know, even if it's just kind of kept on the ice type of a thing. So, uh, listen, that you know, we're talking about definitely the two biggest markets in the division when it comes to fans and, and just, in, in, you know, intensity and well-run teams. So I'm 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 pretty excited. I'm excited to be up there to, to catch the first game on Friday night, and it's going to be really exciting when everybody is you know in the rink on Saturday night. Again, you know I tell you know we we've said it before. It was a great crowd I think last Saturday night, but if you're a sometime uh, attendee, this is the time to come. You know what I mean? If you're if you're that person that uh, you know only makes you know, one game a month or one or two games a month. These are the, you know, uh, win or lose, these are the coming up right now, you know, uh, we're looking at potentially one of the last weekends of the season uh, games here in Danbury. Uh, you know, we do have home home ice throughout the playoffs, but uh, it just it's just a matter of fact. There's only so many games left. Uh, exactly. You know, so, so get down. We really, I think we really need the fans. The fans were great uh, Saturday night. I just phenomenal, unbelievable. It's 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 a really different. It's you know, I was talking to Lee Rocco. Shout out to Lee Rocco, who's one of the biggest fans of our show and one of the biggest Danbury hockey fans there's really ever been. Uh, you know, we were talking just about how unique the venue is. You know, this isn't a place where. Um, and I guess there's some for better or worse type of uh, aspects of it too, but you know, it it's not a place it, it's not a place that's over commercialized. You go in this rink and you're 
you're you're there to see a Friday or Saturday night hockey game. You know, you're there to to take that experience in. This isn't um, a place, you know, where uh, they're just trying to to gouge you in, in every corner. This is a place to come see a hockey game with the community. You know, and 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 to to be there with other fans. So, you know, the rant I'm going on right now is that this is an important time for the team, and uh, I think it's just been amazing to see the guys dialed in and to be as close as I've been able to to be thanks to Johnny Ruiz and Gonzo and Billy. Um, you know, just uh, these guys are these guys are dialed in, and they're some great teammates on here great you know these are the type of guys that if you know if you live the dream of being a pro athlete i think some of these guys are the type of guys you'd want as your teammate um so i'm all in these next couple of weeks i just have tunnel vision right now you know what i mean and it's it you know and and it's kind of sensory overload with the hat tricks right now (laughs) and then you know lastly as we wrap things up here how are you prepping for this weekend yeah, I think uh <clears throat> you know, as as Matt said here, I think like uh you know, we're we're really dialed in. Um we talk about it every day. We got a we have a task that we want to complete and uh we can kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel and and this is what you know, I mean, I've only been here a short time, but this is what they've been working for all year. Um and this is this is where the hard work pays off and you know, that you know, want to get 1% better every day, but uh personally, you know, m- kind of my my mindset is, uh, you know, if I'm not going to play, I might as well make everyone else around me better. Um, you know, whether that's making it harder for guys to score in practice, so then they, uh, you know, makes them better for the games, or just you know pushing Willie and Frankie every day um, to get the best out of them. I, I think, um, you know, just do whatever it takes to to make the team better. Brandon, once again, thank you for coming on today. Thanks for coming on, bud. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Hey, this is Zach Pamelion, the Flying Hawaiian, number 55 of the Danbury Hattricks, and you're listening to Hattrick City on WXCI. And just like that, folks, that will conclude episode 24 of Hattrick City. I've been your host, DJ Patty Cake, and as always, DJ Uncle Matt here in the studio as well. want to thank Brandon Daigle for coming on and sharing some of his you know, experience thus far here in Danbury. I know it's only been a few, you know, almost two months now of him being here. Not too much action, but at the same time, still a great guy, amazing guy to be around, and definitely one that I look forward to seeing his pro career advance. Or, as a matter of fact, we, we you know, look forward to seeing his career advance. And, you know, this weekend, it's going to be a huge, huge playoff weekend. That Friday game probably going to be one of the biggest games of the entire Empire playoffs. So with that being said, go Hattricks, and we will see you next week.